Hey, y'all. You know what's up. Y'all already know what Thursday nights at 8 o'clock are for. Thank you for either tuning in again or welcome to my first time viewers right here on The Beat Mix on BeExposedRadio.com. Um, Thursdays at 8, they're great. Okay, I'm joking. I'm, just, I'm not going to start over with the corny jokes. I'm not going to do that today. Um, y'all going to have to forgive me as usual. But I don't even know why I ask for forgiveness. I just like to put it all out on the open, in the open, um, because I'm always. It seems like every week I'm dealing with something, ain't I, y'all? It's just what is what's going on. What y'all didn't want, y'all didn't want me to have the show and be adding my stuff out way back in the day when I really was dealing with heavy, heavy stuff like every day, every week. So don't worry about it. It's just small things, you know, that's going on. Um, but they still happen. So here's the thing. Since the B-Mix is for the unseen, the unheard, the forgotten, whether it be the forgotten part of you um, or just for the person that does not belong anywhere, you know, the me, um, <laughs> again, welcome and come on in because if that, if you fall under any of those categories, you're welcome here, okay? I promise you. And if you don't, you're also welcome here. We just welcome everybody, okay? That's just what we're supposed to do. Um, before I get into my stuff, I'm going to go ahead and introduce the fact that I am so excited. I don't know if y'all can tell, but I am. I'm so excited to have literally one of my closest cousins right here with me tonight. And listen, she already sat in the scene, okay? She already let y'all know. Finna <laughs> 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 be trying on this evening, okay? So do not try her, okay? Because that also is a cousin I will call if y'all get on my nerves. So I just, I'm, I'm not saying nothing, but I'm letting y'all know. That's all. That's all I say about that. Anywho, um, we gonna go with Jazzy tonight. You want them to call you Jasmine because of sexy? Which one? How you feeling? Jazzy is fine. Okay. <laughs> so welcome, my cousin Jazzy, y'all. That's my baby. <laughs> hey, Jazzy. All right, I ain't gonna get the breakdown tonight and getting one of the pop blackens and all right, whatever. Um, <laughs> the reason why I really couldn't do that. I'm going to tell you all about my stuff real quick. Again, I know I'm always done with stuff, but it's because I was really, I know I said this before, but I was really about to give y'all a loose tip tonight, okay? I was not about to come down here and sit in this chair with a bro. It just, it's been that type of day. Today was a long week, here. Yeah? Today was a long week, okay? So y'all going to have to bear with me this evening while I press on through. As you're bearing with me, I need two things. I need y'all to do two things for me. Keep this in mind. Um, one, if you happen to see my underwire come from out my bra, mind your business, okay? My business, you don't know what I'm going through, okay? All I'm saying, if you see a poking, just hit me with one of these, like do a little chest motion or something, and I'm going to know what's up. Also, if you see a little bit of my snow that's coming on, okay, and my scalp, mind your business, I'm going to do one of those, and I'm going to keep on pushing, okay? So, um, because I think it's a few specks on my glasses, but I don't want to take them off because I put a uh, shea more, what's that more shea butter up on my hands that's still kind of dry. I don't know if you can hear that. Um, because my face, y'all, literally right before I started the show, my face showed me that, you know, it's that time of the year, the switching of the seasons or something, and my skin paling. I don't know what's going on, but I'm going through a lot right now. So y'all mind your business on how I look because it's rough. It's definitely rough. I look like what I'm going through today. But we're not gonna worry about that. <clears throat> so um <laughs> hey Jay-Z. Hey. What's up? Um, what's that? Uh, well, you 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 want to share with the people what we come across the other day when we were talking? What we say? Uh, royalty running my blood, but so does mental health. <laughs> yeah, but I, mental health be running 
our family, but I think mine was induced. Okay. <laughs> so, I, that is funny. Um, it, it's not funny, y'all. I'm sorry. I'm not laughing at her mental illness because we all have it. Okay. So, I don't want nobody getting all sensitive talking about trying to report this show and on this particular episode to nobody. I'm just saying that the way she said it was funny. I want to make that very clear because I know we all try to be sensitive about something that you don't even know my stuff. You don't even know that I relate to it too, but go ahead. Um, so how you feel like it was induced? It was like, so I was taking a medication that, um, created psychosis, but the psychosis wasn't necessarily a psychosis. So when you have people in your family with mental health issues, and you try to explain to them that somebody is trying to ruin your life, then, and they don't understand it. And they look mm-hmm. at you like, girl, you crazy. Oh my God, something wrong with you. Mm-hmm. You're going to say, okay. At that point, you say, okay, I'll cop out to the mental health. Gotcha. Ooh, okay. Cop out to the mental health. Oh, that's, that's powerful. Because um, sometimes that's what makes it easier to do. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you don't, relate to or that you that you're not experiencing you know some mental health issue but sometimes it's easier just like okay that that must be it because it's in my family so so that's it that's that's well i think i I know my mother got mental health issues now that i ain't going okay (laughs) (laughs) it's the same actually so so if y'all don't know i'm sorry so this is my this is my cousin uh, on my mother's side so my maternal cousin um, the first cousin. So our mothers, our sisters, who child. Um, y'all don't even know. Like I really wish y'all knew what I was saying while I'm saying it. <laughs> Whew. And her mother, my favorite aunt, by the way, favorite aunt. Shout out to all my aunts, but that's my favorite aunt. Um, and so we are uh, it's like in our family, and I think some other families are like this too, but our family, we we spit out like cousin clusters, like how <laughs> in cluster so she's a part of she's part of my cousin cluster okay so that's why I really emphasize and like one of my closest cousins because we come out in clusters like for example she has her her oldest sister she came out during my older brothers between the two of them like their cousin clusters so we just you know we just be trying okay we just be trying to <laughs> Don't y'all fall today. I am barely pressing through today, y'all. So please, I ain't asking for forgiveness, but y'all just gonna know that I'm going through stuff. Um, but yes, okay. So that's how she is my cousin. I don't want y'all trying to guess. Now, don't get me wrong. My father's side is equally crazy as well. It just, they just have to be because my father's also crazy. I, it ain't no question. Ain't, ain't no judging that. Just it just is. I'm learning it every day, baby. Every day. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> so okay. So when okay. So how do you know, how do you speculate that you said your mother's crazy? How do you speculate that? Anybody that can scream all day <laughs> at the top of their lungs is crazy. <laughs> I love her to death. But I'm a mother good-hearted. Mm-hmm. And she got, she got a real loving heart. She a mm-hmm. sweetheart, but she got some issues. <laughs> and mm-hmm. the mere fact that you would not believe your own child, when your child trying to tell you something, that's a... I don't know what, what that fall under, what category that fall under. <laughs> that, yeah, that gotta be a mental health issue. Mm, okay. So that oh, that's two, that's two, two powerful things too that you said. So one, 
is that you made the statement that, you know, she has a good heart and very kind hearted. Right. So it doesn't mean that somebody can be dismissed to be like, oh, no, there's no way they have mental health issues because they're so sweet. That doesn't like I think that a lot of people have that that mindset of like, there's no way. No, like, I don't know what people think that mental illness is or should be or can be. But I definitely heard of like, no, she's too sweet. Ain't no way she got, you know, such and such or is such and such or this or that or dealing with these issues. Um, And then you said that, you know, anytime that you would not, anyone that would not believe their child. And even if it's not necessarily like believing, like, you know, off the bat, right. For whatever reason, obviously we know for their own reasons, but if it's um, the matter of at least like, as my month, like investigate, like, or look into them. Don't just easily dismiss it. You know what I mean? So that to me, that tells me like, well, clearly by you knowing and by you able to, you know, you being able to acknowledge or recognize um, her issues that clearly they must be unaddressed because that's what I think. I think like if you can easily dismiss my issues and whatever I might be dealing with, then that's because that's what you do. You suppress your stuff and you're like, oh, girl, 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 girl. Like, across the board there are people out here who they're prime example there are like rape victims right and so if you think of if it's a, a female and so she tries to share it with her mother and come to find out that either they find out later down the road or in that time that she's sharing her experience her unfortunate experience that she found out that her mother is also you know a victim as well so because the mother did not address you know, her experience, her unfortunate experience um, <clears throat> in abuse, then she dismissed her her own child, right? Not saying that's the scenario, but that's something that I think of and how to help put it into perspective of how if it goes unaddressed, then it's so many other issues that come along with that, including being able to dismiss somebody else's stuff. And I think that's the society, if we think about a bigger society that we live in. If I went to, I would. If I went to my mother and I said something about rape, I'm sure she would believe that. Well, right. See, I didn't, that's what I'm saying. I didn't mean her specifically. I meant like comparing that. So the fact that she dismissed, you know, what you were experiencing, like your mental health illness, right? Or your experience, right? Of what was going on. I mean, as far as for somebody else, somewhere else, not her, but I mean that it's the same thing as far as if it's unaddressed. So if I went through something and I never addressed it, never, you know, sought counseling or just never tried to just heal, right? Whatever the healing process could look like, then it mm-hmm. makes it easier for me to dismiss when it doesn't even mean a child, but somebody else comes to me that has dealt with that or is dealing with the same thing that I dealt with, but yeah. didn't address, it makes it easier for me to dismiss it because... It's like, I ain't even deal with it. That's what I mean. I ain't saying because, first of all, that wouldn't be, even if that was, which I don't believe it is. I would have crossed her ass out. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Girl, if I came to her and said something like that, she just, I would have crossed her ass out. She would have really put me in a psych ward then. Listen, oh, you said my mother. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Because, you know, my, my, mine did. But, you know, we just dealing with crazy. That's all. That's it. Just unaddressed, unadulterated, crazy. Like, yeah, you know, so I might be look like what I'm going through today, but I definitely don't look like what I've been through in life. But you know, that's that's another story for another day. It's all how you come out of it, though. It's all how you come out of it. As long as you come out of it on time, then that's all. Mm-hmm. Solid, man. The the thing is, you know, the beauty of it by you saying just that. <laughs> you know, you hear somebody say it, making a statement, and you finish it in your head. 
girl, you was like, I know you was about to say as long as you come out on top. And I was like, the thing is, I came out of it on the bottom, but <laughs> I came out of Why my situation on the bottom. <laughs> I did, but <laughs> but I'm glad you can joke. I'm glad well, I, you know, right. I had yeah. to, but I had to. I the thing, the beauty, I guess, about my story is that I came out of it on the bottom, child. Night, day, even I can't take that away from me. But I was able to climb back up. You know what I mean? To stand up, like that was the point that I was trying to get. At. <laughs> I ain't come up on top, baby. <laughs> I ain't about to. I ain't about to tell the people like, oh man, I'm mad. No, baby, I came out dirty. I was filthy. Yep, just. Just at the bottom, but that's neither here nor there. Um, so, like, okay. So, when when do you feel like you got an inkling, at least, like, yeah, there got be something wrong with my mama. Like, no. <laughs> Girl, I think it was when I bumped to you. I think it was the first bitch I was called. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh God, help me! Okay. We didn't have Google back then. I couldn't look it up and say, "What is a bitch?" <laughs> like, but, what is your name? That's right? But I think name. this is something I'm not supposed to be called. Like, I don't think this. You never <laughs> call me this. You my mom, right? Yeah, I thought, thought my name was Jasmine. Jasmine right. Bitch Fletcher. I mean, okay, okay. <laughs> so, oh, uh, not Jasmine. <laughs> not middle names. Um. <laughs> Okay, so so that means so then that's another point that you make, right? Because um oh, let me open that shade, I'm gonna get in trouble. Um, but the fact that you said, like, you know, like you said, we didn't have Google back then. So it's not like one, if we even if we had like access to it, because what was that? We when we were two, was that even? Oh Lord, I'm, I'm messing up. I don't know when we really got It's not like like I wasn't trying to dial up, you know, dial up, get on the AOL and you see the bitch in the book and you like, but I only got two legs. Like, what's going on? I ain't no dog, damn puppy, right? You start seeing hair growing your arms, like, oh shit, it's true. (laughs) So that's the thing, though. Like, so we were oh. That so we were experiencing it even at a, a young age, right? And yeah. unaware of the fact that we were experiencing it. So that's why I always pose the question of like, you know, I believe that everybody is in ministry in some way, shape, or form. I believe that's a part of like our divine purpose, right? And so, like, even if not even just to water it down, but I know when some people think of ministry, they think of you know titles and you got to wear certain things and this and that, like people, the, the big heavies in the church. No, no, no. I like to be the boots on the ground, the regular old average Joe person. And I still, there's still ministry with me, right? That's the way I feel. And so um, I, I feel like from that, you have to, one, be able to speak to, speak from experience. Um, like it has to be like, a, um, sorry, y'all. I'm, I'm still going through things. Okay, there we go. Whew, y'all, I told you. I'm just struggling. So <laughs> you have to, you know, understand that a lot of people are experiencing things, are even acting in or operating in a certain way, um, and 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 fully unaware of it. So, like when you are ministering to somebody, because, like I said, I believe everybody has within them. How do you minister to that person that 
you know, I don't know, to the to the narcissistic person, the person you might have dated that like Girl, you just close that book and walk away. <laughs> you said what? You just close that book and walk away. Like okay. you just you give them a hug, you try to give them as much love as possible, you just walk away because mental health is real. And yeah, even in your own, you can recognize other people's mental health issues and girl. <laughs> girl. Mm-hmm. Mm, so know, I'm okay. the queen of dating people with mental health issues. Okay, we're we, we <laughs> gonna get into that. <laughs> so we're gonna definitely get into that. No, thank. We're gonna leave without touching on that. Cindy just came down here with no pants on. Cindy, you have to get my music second. I'm doing my show. I'm telling y'all, today is unrambling for me. <laughs> I don't know about this amount of thread, y'all. This. Okay, I'll fix it. I think this is the point of me not, like, I think this is the point of, like, trying not to and trying to get better at, like, not manifesting, like, oh, I've had a crazy day and that it keeps going on. Like, I I can't even do that because it'll keep me going on. Girl, my friend just tried to call me. I told him I was doing the show at eight. I don't <laughs> mental health, you know. <laughs> Girl, so okay, so th- but what we were talking about. I'm sorry. Before I had to announce that Cindy just came downstairs, that she's about to go back upstairs and play because mommy needs her time. That's what she's about to say. Thank you. She's giving me faces. She doesn't care. Um, but I was about to um, share this comment from from Jacinda and she says some people um some people even though they went through something really don't have the empathy to relate or address it that is so 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 I know I keep using the word powerful but it really is sh- and we had an issue earlier on a meeting why are you telling me we don't know <laughs> <laughs> You see, Jay-Z. Hi, Jay-Z. Okay, there we go. Hey, baby. So she just, just felt you felt your presence. <laughs> now she's going upstairs now. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, whoo, this is a rough one. You would have thought this was like my test show, Jesus. Okay. Um, but I keep using the word powerful, but that that statement to me is so powerful because we want to believe that. Sh- that we want to believe that um, if even, you know, if we know, first of all, I pride myself on feeling like I don't need to know somebody's stuff um, in order to, you know, like feel for them, pray for them, or, you know, just send good vibes and good wishes their way, right? But then even once you, on top of that, once you find out that, you know, somebody, when, you know, somebody shares something. Yes. Thank you. Um, but when we, uh, <laughs> oh, look, and that's your Aunt Avi. Hi, mommy. Hey, Aunt Avi. <laughs> um, side note, I really meant to tell you, ironically, when I posted something about the show, why my mother was the first one to like, I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh-oh. <laughs> but <laughs> back to my point, y'all, that I was saying that on top of me really believing that 
and hoping that one day we get to the place of not feeling like we need to know somebody's stuff in order to, you know, cover them, feel for them, like I said, send good vibes that way um, and pray for them. That on top of that, once somebody opens up and is vulnerable, because this is what I, I keep talking about, the fact that we have to create this space for us as a people to feel like we can be vulnerable, we can be open, we can be our authentic selves, because, you know, definitely here on the B-Mix, that's always what I talk about, that it's all authentic and raw material, right? Um, that once somebody opens up about their stuff, there's still a responsibility on the listeners, on the people in the circle um, or in that same room that hear that. So virtually, if we're doing all this virtually, and if you are viewing us, you know, on social media or just in different areas um, through different um, viewing sources, that the, the space in which you're in and hearing somebody if they open up, that's that space. You still have you still have a responsibility not to feel like you tapping your core to be like, girl, like if it's a good show, sure, right? But if somebody's on here really pouring themselves out and exp- explaining um some different experiences that they've had it's on us to you know to to respect that right so we know we've all been in like school a classroom setting or something and where the teacher tries to do tries right attempts to be a good facilitator but you know it depends on the you know your classmates and all but i was uh, interrupting <laughs> <laughs> i'm tripping i'm i'm tripping like i'm i'm not judging but i'm tripping um, but that's what i mean though right and so it's the same way once somebody opens up and pours themselves out that we then on top of, you know, respecting the fact that they've opened up, it's not, our responsibility is not to expect something from them beside all that they've done. So anytime y'all hear me, I've always said like, I acknowledge your presence, you know, I thank you. And I mean that wholeheartedly because that's the way we have to operate Versus me feeling like, oh, well, you went through this and now it's like, you know, I'm expecting this and expecting that because of what Jacinda said, which is some people, even though they've experienced it for themselves, for whatever reason, do not have the empathy um, to, to relate to it or even to address it. It could be one or the other or neither at all. Right. And so, OK, because I'll, I'll give Sydney a hug later. Bro. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, Jazzy, um, Jacinda, who is Lucy, says hi. No. Hey, Lucy, girl, how you feeling? Thank you. Oh, child, this is this is a working mama episode right here, y'all. I don't know if we might switch up my parenting because. Okay, so um, okay, so you said that you knew at an early age and we were talking about the fact that, so in your experience, I promise I'm not going to be like the therapist, like how did that make you feel? But like, it is a question to be asked, like, like looking back now. So at your age and able to look back at, you said like the the two year old Jazzy, like what, what do you see in that, the, that picture that comes to mind is when you were two years old, and that first beat that you was, you know, called, right? And that you you had no idea of it, but you knew just someone, right? Like, what else do you see? I mean, necess- not necessarily. Like, I didn't really feel a way about it until I actually knew what it was. Okay, okay. So that's okay. when I started to feel some type of way about it. Mm. And okay. Even though I give it to her, she working on it now. It took a long yeah. time. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I didn't really... I didn't feel a way about it. Okay. And, and then, you know, when you hear another parent 
say say something to you, your parent about it. You mm-hmm. know, my father would say like, "No, don't do that." And she was yeah. call his ass one. <laughs> so you know, it was to me. It was just it was what it was. And then you, that's when the guilt and you know the oppressed feeling comes in, and you're like, okay. Mm. And then you know I like my daddy more. <laughs> <laughs> so if daddy had a problem with it, I had a problem with got it. Got it, got it. So you know. <laughs> so for me, it wasn't really a, a big thing until maybe my early teens. Mm. Okay, wow. Okay, okay. So that means that from the time that you can recall, and I'm only, I'm using the two years old because I know you, you, you mentioned that age. So from then... Up until, like you said, early teens. So that's over a span of t- ten years, right? A little over ten years. And it's it's. I'm, I'm really trying to get away from using the word powerful, but I can't help it. I can't help it, right? Because it's impactful. Trying, y'all. I'm trying. Somebody bust out the synonyms for me because <laughs> for me tonight. Okay. So. <laughs> but, oh, hey, me. I stopped taking my matters. <laughs> But what I'm thinking about is the fact that you said that even before, so, which, and I get to a lot of people that is common sense, but it's why we have to get around to talking, right? And just pouring out because that's how we're able to dissect and unpack, um, you know, what happened in order to be able to get to it, to get to the root of, so we can just figure it out and, and do better moving forward. So to the fact that you know, you said um, that it didn't, you know, it didn't really hit you until you knew, right, of like what it was, and then you were able to tell. So that means that in the over uh, over 10 years span, you you normalized it because you didn't know any better, right? Like, that's a lot of doing. us, exactly, that's what we do. And that's what I was getting at, like, so just if we think of it, because of course, I'm not just thinking of you, right? I'm not just thinking of me. I'm not just thinking of, you know, our family or even our, you know, communities, neighborhoods, community, city, but just literally all around the world of where, you know, their experiences of where we're growing up. And it's, it's toxic. Would you call it toxic or is that? Yeah, it's toxic. I, listen, I, I'm still the person that like to respect because, you know, you haven't talked to somebody. Hmm. You ever talk to somebody about this stuff or you might be talking about your own and they kind of relate cool and you go to use a word and they're like, no, 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 I ain't mean it was that. And you're like, okay, girl, my bad. I was just, yeah. my bad, bro. I was just saying. So, but yeah, like, so when we're in, in, in experiencing some toxic ways, um, even within our own household, it's like, I realized it though. So now that I know, which is bringing me to my next question, like once you kind of figured it out, like, in the world like this ain't what's what, what was that what was, like revelation for you that was like when you go on defense mode <clears throat> that's when a person on the street saying you just bow you just hit him in the mouth okay then yeah okay. or a guy saying you just bow hit him in the mouth like, gotcha. <laughs> so it's like, it's like y'all see that right hook watch out for that right hook man yeah, it's, you know, that right hook girl. <laughs> it's like as soon as you get that in the streets and it's like you don't want to deal with it at home period mm-hmm. so as soon as you get that in the street it's just foul hit them in the mouth and you don't really understand what type of person it makes you because mm-hmm. you could just have a homegirl like because bitch and be like wow oh so right no. <laughs> <My bad. laughs> you are but that word <laughs> right so, and it uh-huh. helps you develop a respect for yourself but people mm-hmm. but 
if you when you when you see how many people normalize it. Okay. Like you got the man, the male calling the female that you got mm-hmm. the music saying it, mm-hmm. that, and it can't it becomes haunting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I know that's a powerful word. That's good. Really? That was you see me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it and you. You keep you, you know you tell yourself well I know this is what I'm not and you 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 go your life trying every way not to be called that mm-hmm. but when it's so normalized in the world you just kind of say all right I can't punch everybody okay right I can't punch my homegirls so you know you just you say like <laughs> you say like okay I'm gonna normalize it to a certain extent okay okay wow ooh okay yeah. Okay. And so how was that like setting that boundary then? Like if that, if you know for sure, not if, but because you know for sure that that either is or was your trigger word, then how do you set those boundaries around there to be like, all right, I'm going to normalize a little bit. I can start using it. It's your homegirls and they say, you know, there's no offense behind it. You know, you, you can normalize it. But okay. but even when it come out the guy mouth, it's like don't introduce me as it. I'm not one of them. Don't okay. say it to me. It's not happening. I don't okay. care if we had an argument because that argument gonna lead to a fight. You know, yeah. so it's, you know, it's, it's like that bow him in the mouth coming. You know, <laughs> I, I, I will rakishi you. Like, okay. you know? <laughs> I want y'all to know that she is not that, but she is so tiny. So for her to say rakishi you is. Hilarious. <laughs> How you say it, booty girl? Girl, yeah, I'm just saying you're so tiny. Like she is so they are so tiny on this. Like tiny people. Y'all should see our sister. I'm big at the same time though. <laughs> you're right, Liz. You got that. I I ain't fighting. Hey Chris. <laughs> like I ain't I ain't disputing it. Like I'm okay. If you if you big at the same time, tiny. I have six inch pumps. Don't let this five four fool you. <laughs> right. There we, are you even that? I'm, okay. I'm, I'm disputing that. I'm coming over with my measure tape because at this point, I highly don't. <laughs> like, there's no way there's a three inch difference between us. No, ma'am. Yo, she. No, for real. I'm five four. No, ma'am. They told me in the psych boy, girl. Okay. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Forget it. <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm losing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay, I'm back. Sorry, y'all. Y'all see, today is a day. Okay, um, I'm not trying to stay away from that. Because I don't know if that. I don't. I don't know what validity they give. They told me to say, "Well, I'm sorry." What is? psychosis. <laughs> Could you imagine being in a job interview or something and you go to say something off the wall and they'd be like, no, where'd you hear that? Oh, they told me in the cycle. What? <laughs> oh, I would never slip up like that, girl. You got, you know these different personalities I got. I could just switch it up at any time. <laughs> yes, cold switching. Yeah. Well, you got to know how to do it. That's that, yeah, that skill. You just got to know how to do it. That is, that's probably a skill technically that we learned <laughs> growing up. Yeah. Especially like, when you say, like, what you say? Nothing. Nothing. You be, you, they call you a beauty like they charge you in the mouth. You like, you mean, what you say? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> hey, mom. Love you. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna wash the dishes. In my <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna throw that. I'm gonna throw that chicken out. You asked me to throw out on your way yeah. home to work. My bad. <laughs> no, my black eye. That was from the other time you saw me. Right? <laughs> then, then we come together to get to playing Barbie. Like, 
Oh. Yeah. Oh, we used to, girl. You know, we used to talk trash about them. What? I, that's, yeah. that's what's so so so. Okay, off topic, but not. So I don't. Un, this is probably why. Now that I'm thinking about it. This is probably why I'm like. I, first of all, I try to pride myself on like not giving people that reaction of like, "What? You ain't see that? Or what? You didn't watch this or do that, right?" But one of my things that I have that reaction with is like when girls get to talk about like, "Yeah, I didn't play with Barbie." I'm like, I'm like. You don't have cousins? Like y'all didn't y'all didn't play Barbie and talk trash and like you know you build up your house real nice and not knowing that you must have No, because you and Tiffany young. already always stayed in the house and me and Tosh had to make tents outside of y'all house. <laughs> <laughs> y'all never gave us the house. <laughs> if you let me if you let me finish my point, my point <laughs> is that not knowing that I probably should have been diagnosed with OCD when I was oh younger. Oh, my God. Right, whatever. Whatever. Even the tent houses had to be clean. <laughs> now look at my house. Anyway. But, <laughs> but that everything, you know, had this fine little, oh, this goes over here, the little bottle of soda. It was, it was yeah. But then you have your cousin that come through, like, the Tasmanian devil, tearing all your stuff up. So, <laughs> me and my closest cousin, Okay. God rest her soul. Okay, my baby. Uh, yeah. The mansion, yes, because we we like we tried to take care of our stuff, but for somebody with bust. <laughs> what do you what you used to do? You used to steal people, men. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my barbie had tape on them. The arm was taped on. <laughs> like I just want to say the, the whole. First of all, I want to say. He's still <laughs> So what I was really about to say is Tosha out of everybody was Tosha, okay? Tosha because Tosha would really so you this is what happened, y'all, because I have to break this down. I really think it's relevant at some point. So us playing Barbie, right? Okay, cool. Me and Tiffany, like I said, we had we had the house, whatever. Yes, we had to find the things, whatever. I don't, how it went I, it was all my stuff so i didn't have to even got to come in the house sometimes i never got to come in the house because <laughs> it, it, see that's why i got made but no because we always go through this so then you would have tasha no 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 you have jazzy that'd be like oh y'all in the house so i'm taking this and taking that and i'm gonna build this and make this so tasha be like well all this is left so all right i'm cool i'm a camp out here i'm gonna make the best of this you know what i mean hey you got running through everything stealing stuff from me like <laughs> Remember, I took the Barbie car and crashed into the house. <laughs> Every time, and she knew, let me tell y'all, okay, toxic, toxic treats. Because she knew I had set everything up. I had set everything up perfectly. Had like little, you know, cups or plates or whatever. And she would run her the Barbie car into the house. Like, what is this? I had to get that out. I feel so much better getting that off my chest because... I just, I had to get that out because it bothered me. Like, bro, I didn't even know I was dealing with OCD. I didn't know, but I knew I needed the stuff. Well, it was better than dealing with ADHD. <laughs> <laughs> what we're not doing is playing Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> we're not playing mental illness cards and trying to see who all does he got. Oh, uh, Amy said you look pretty, Jazzy. Thank you. Ooh, okay, thanks, Mike. Um, oh, so we have another comment where um, y'all see her as Jacinda, but we know her as Lucy. But so if I say Lucy, it's the same 
person. Um, don't ask where it came from, mind your business. But we normalize, she said, we normalize it then. That's where the generational curses come in. Come on, boom. Y'all know I love to talk about that because isn't that the whole point? So when we address, and I, I don't know, I wonder, posing a question to the audience, right? What is y'all's playing Barbie, right, in, in your family? So see how I said, like, who I feel better. I got that out. And mind you, we've joked about it and talked about it a lot, but for whatever reason, like just now, like I'm talking about it and put into perspective of, you know, just different experiences that we've had, like growing up, what is your, you know, the thing that was like in your household or maybe for your, just your cousin cluster or for your group I'll of, get another text. I'm sorry. for your siblings <laughs> um, or whomever else that you were closest with growing up, like for y'all, what was your thing? Like what comes to mind when you heard us kind of walking through, you know, the playing Barbie and who got what and who felt shorted and things like that. While it's, you know, all fun, and, and it is, because we think about it, like, oh, we got past Of course, we were just playing Barbie, but yeah. see, came out of, I didn't be able to self-diagnose that I know for sure I had to have had OCD. Uh, I'm going to give you another example of why I'm sure I had OCD when I was younger. Um, but when, how how um, Lucy talks about, like, normal, that we normalize it, and that's how the generational curses either formulate, because most of them were established and formed long, long time ago. Right. Because they're generational. So they passed on not by, you know, from person to person, from cousin cluster to cousin cluster, but generations. So that's that's a long that's a long time brewing. And so that's how we're able to catch hold of it and pass it on. Whereas now we all know, y'all know what I keep talking about. We are in the days and the age of where it's called for us, baby, to uh, to break these generational curses. That's just what it's, that's just it. Yeah. That's it's like it's no question about it right now. Like not what so the bitch were a generational curse. I would never, ever call my never, not even almost did it once, but not never. I never came out though. Never came. But you know what? And see, and that's why it's important to talk about it, right? Because because of the fact that even even for you to acknowledge and say that you almost slipped once, right? First of all acknowledging the fact that you, you know, are a, that you acknowledge the acknowledgement word is just a big thing for me. So I'm acknowledging the fact that you recognize and acknowledge that there was something that you did not want to pass on that even if you didn't call it a generational curse, the very first time you probably thought of it, because it could have been when you were younger or whenever to be like, even before you, you know, became a mother that you could have told yourself like, I will never do this. Right. Yeah. Whenever yeah. it was, that you, that was your moment saying, I'm not doing this. And that's just what it takes. We, I don't know what we think of. I think that, especially in our community as black people, that we blow some things up that don't necessarily need to be blown up. So how, you know, we'll, we'll think, I think in the past, we thought of generational curses as something that we just can't touch. Like a generational curse, there's no way we could break this. And then it's because we don't even have a clear idea of what they are. So it could be, you know, something as simple as saying, you know what, I will not call my child out of their name. Like I'm yeah. not that because I just, I did not like their growing up. That's a, that's a powerful, I know y'all, that's my word though. I'm sorry, don't like pow when I say powerful, but like that's a powerful thing, you know, to say. Um, and, a, and then it's a commitment that you're making, committing to the fact that you're not finna do that. And, and then, like I said, even acknowledging when it comes around the time, because of course, once you you know, vow to do something, of course, there comes temptation or something, you know, there's a test, right? So you're tested, you know, to be like, oh, I, I almost said that now, because 
okay, my nerves, you're on them, so go ahead, right? But then that's where, that's the true testament to, you know, what the mission is. That's how you really break the generational curse. So it starts with acknowledging that there is something wrong. There's something that we have normalized that is not normal. Then it's the matter of, you know, making that vow and commitment, if it's to yourself or out loud to someone else, whomever, but saying that I will not do this. I'm going to try my damnedest to make sure I don't, I don't continue this on. Then, right, so I guess step three is when you're tested with that and then you, you're able to go back in your mind like, oh, nope. And, and I guess that's where the, the power or say the significance of any trauma that we've all experienced where that comes into play simply because that's what, that's what helps us. Like the way I see it is that God knew, he knew I need to go through some stuff. So I could really, really, really appreciate and not want to, you know, repeat something or do something because I needed to see, I guess, worst case scenario and to feel worst case scenario to make sure that I don't pass this one. That's just, that's just, that's how I see that y'all. Like I, that's so, that's, it's so good. And those three steps that as we, you know, it's kind of like step one through three, rinse and repeat, like maybe not rinse, but just repeat, like, you know what I mean? Of different um, things that we identify as those, I don't know, those things, those triggers or the the actual curses, you know, within our families and generations um, and households or whatever the case may be and trying to break them. Like that it's, it's not like we out with the ax, you know, just and doing, I'm not speaking against whatever else people out here doing, doing the little dances in the backyard or whatever out in the woods, but it's not all of that, really. It, I'm trying to make sure I'm using my words. I don't need no, you know, witches and nothing coming come come to kind of cancel my show now. But <laughs> I think that in our minds for so long, we thought of that, or I'll, I'll say that when I've read certain books, like for school or whatever, I would be like, oh, this must be, the, that's what they mean by breaking the generational curse. And no, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. It was, it was doing these three steps right here and then just repeating that. So mm-hmm. what do you think? I agree. Um, speaking to how I knew, because it's still in my mind, I'm to tell you how I really feel like they should have known. Look at that popping up. Hi, daddy. Good evening. <laughs> Um, like how I knew that they should have known that I had OCD when I was younger. So I used to, so, okay. Yeah. I had my dinner plate, right. (laughs) And so, you know, you got, you boom, you got your protein, you got your meats, um, you you know, your veggies, boom, your starches. I want y'all to be very clear that this is, this is what y'all need now. So that's what I'm saying at the least, like that's, I don't, I don't want to see no more that that y'all just got meats and, Macaroni and cheese and corn. Corn is a starch here. Okay. That's real. You know what? That should be tip of the week. Corn is a starch. Okay. I don't want y'all to think that that's a vegetable on your plate. Now get you a green veggie again. Moving on. But, um, so I have, you know, you have your different things on your plate, right? So whatever I was eating, like I, I literally, I rotated my plate and I would eat that. Right. Not meaning that I would eat all of it. Like, oh, I would eat all of my macaroni and cheese and then move it. No, I want to take a bite of macaroni and cheese. I bite it, turn my plate, take a piece of meat, turn my plate. <laughs> I eat my veggies. And it's so it's tickling me now. But when I say that was my normal thing for so long, I think until one day my mother just snapped. Stop doing that. Like, just, you know, 
Like, I don't know. I'm just a dumb, weird something. I'm just like, what? Y'all don't do this? Like, I think I was so into it that that was my normal thing that I couldn't even realize that nobody else did that. Because I thought that's just what you're supposed to do. I don't know. I don't know. And now I can't even remember the days that I actually did that. It's, it's crazy. Long story short, they should have known that I had OCD a long time ago. That it went untreated. Now, I thank God that he just didn't let me fall to the wayside. But that's me. You know, that OCD could have took me over is all I'm saying. Because it was bad at some point. I have another example, but I'm not going to keep going about myself. But... <laughs> Okay, okay, I am. But listen, <laughs> I was looking at my closet yesterday, right? And I was like, yo, at some point, my closet in my first apartment, I had everything color coordinated. Like all my shirts that I had hung up. It was all my blue shirts, all my red shirts, all my purple shirts, whatever. And then they had their, it like, it was like an order. Like, okay, if it, if it was a particular t-shirt and it'd be hung up. I'm telling y'all right now, if y'all judging me, I don't even care. I'm putting myself out there. So then it was an order though. So if it was a t-shirt and a, a button down shirt and a sweater or something like that, whatever, it might be hung up. Like it had to be in that order. Like it was like the craziest thing. I almost thought, even though he was very toxic um, and the number one narcissist <clears throat> that I dated, my ex at the time, uh, I'm, my boyfriend at the time, my ex now, of course. But um, I, I thought about it. Like I, w- I probably really never give him any credit if I didn't really have to. But I thought, I was like, I wonder if he thought to himself, like, this girl, there's something going on up in there. Like, why does her closet look like this? Again, OCD that was unaddressed, that could have, should have been addressed when I was much younger. Neither here nor there. Um, but, so, if all of that being said, because I, I, you know, I always have to make a point out of it. I wasn't going to share my stuff for no reason. How do we get to the place of letting and if it's our parents or, or any family, right? Like, you know, our closest people to us, our family, mostly. I know for some people say they're friends or whatever. But usually, <laughs> for the most part, it's family, somebody. How do you get to the place of releasing that person? And and I don't want to say letting go of that hurt because um, I think that's a different type of conversation, but letting go of the fact that, you know, you experience such tra- said trauma from by way of them. Like, how do you get to that place of letting go of that? Like, because Jazzy, you said, like, you know, that she's, you, you know, your mom or is working on it now. So if you were in a good place to be able, you wouldn't be able to make a statement like that or even to acknowledge that. So how do you get to that that place? You just got to learn to let go. Mm-hmm. And then you find people that love you and that, you know, show you different. Okay. Yeah, you know, you, and then you even see like other families, and you like, well, I want to be like that family. Okay. Like, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> and then it come crashing down when they take my man Cosby out, man. Yeah, they ain't have to do that. It sucks. But you, you get to a place where like you don't want to hold on to so much pain. Like when you hold on to so much pain, like where, where, where is there to go in life? Mm-hmm. Even now, but you can't use that pain as fire or adrenaline or whatever, a push. Because honestly, in my case, I use that same pain and I said, well, I'm going to be better than anything you said. I said, mm-hmm. I'm going to be the one, everything you told me I couldn't be. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the one that you got to look up to. You know, like, mm-hmm. so for me, you can use it as a drop. Yeah. And then, but even in using it to, 
the drive you, you can't let go of it. So then you got to get to that place where you like, okay, now it's getting rough. Because, you know, life, what life, life mm-hmm. comes, then you still holding on to pain. Then you, 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 you dealing with that pain, then childhood pain, you know, it's, it's a lot. So you got to just get to the point where you're like, okay, I just don't be it. <laughs> like, you know, so that's yeah. the best way. Just let go. Mm. Okay. Okay. And I, okay. Okay. And so, cause I'm now I'm putting it into perspective of what, what you're saying is like anything, it's putting it into perspective as far as anything that I've, that we've talked about on the shows, you know, and move out, move out at an early age. Yeah. <laughs> move out where you can, baby. Okay, move out before you become homeless. Anyway, I was nineteen. Listen, okay, because you know <laughs> I was only put out, but whatever. Listen, people don't know. Okay, I was on couches. I think starting at sixteen or something like that, and eighteen was just like done. Like, oh. So the week after, I think it was either the day or week after high school graduation. Like, okay, hello. Okay, then like. It, we weren't even arguing. Right, we'll okay. All right. I'm gone, I guess. I don't know. Um, but, ooh, ugh, shake that off. Um, come back to that. You got to hollow shake that shit off. I told you about my problem. I don't want to get to shaking these things now. My underwear is flying out. I can't, I can't all shake for y'all tonight. At least you got some. Now, this is not the problem you want, baby. You don't want this problem, girl. My father been telling me to get them off the table for as long as they. <laughs> <laughs> I could never love. I could never like them. Like they literally pop. So I watch traumatic. Told you I woke up the first day of fifth grade with size B cups. Like what? With the sleep plant chested. I'm telling you, like that's what happened. It was like, how you? Well, my teacher snatched my socks out when we was fighting in the fifth grade. <laughs> so I woke up a flat chested child with. And I woke up a flat chested sock stuffed into a C cup. Like <laughs> <laughs> trauma at its best. <laughs> that is hilarious. Um, <laughs> it's really true. <laughs> good girl. So so put it to perspective of like what we've talked about in the past where you were saying like just let it go. It's like that if y'all remember uh, a couple weeks, maybe a month ago now, where I talked about the the benefit and the power in, you know, the power that's restored within you of that as soon as you make that decision to let something go and to, to, to braid it together with another, um, I guess, episode or just something I mentioned before, that was everything that we need to do, um, the anecdote to a lot of issues that we have and challenges that we face um, may not be easy, but it has simple solutions. So the simple solution that Jazzy is talking about is let it go. Like it sounds crazy, but you get to a place where you're able to receive that, that advice when, when you start the healing process, at some point in the healing process, you'll be able to be like, Ooh, I can receive that now. I, I, I almost want to say, I guarantee you that because I know for me, I'll hear just in different conversations and I'll hear things and I'm like, Ooh, I can receive that now because I'm acknowledging that prior to now, whenever that was, if it was a week ago, year ago, a couple months ago, whatever, that I was not in that place to receive whatever I might, you know, be hearing at that moment. And it doesn't necessarily mean that somebody is, you know, has called me to say, oh, you know, God said this to tell you this. It doesn't mean that. It really just means that 
I choose to take, you know, from some things that when people are talking, I choose, you know, things out of their experience to, to, to digest for myself. This is why I say that it's so important not to easily dismiss people, right? No matter who they are to you, honestly, even for the most part, no matter what your experience with them has been, it's still important to, to remember that one, God will use anybody. Okay. He can use anybody to get to you, you know, speak to you, but that you can really learn something from just about anybody. I know that growing up, you know, a lot of people, we might walk, be walking home from school or whatever, and you might see that drunk on the street. And as young kids that not having experienced as much life yet, some of us did, but um, as much life then, but, you know, we didn't know better that maturity level was missing. So we didn't know better to be like, you know what, that drunk, we probably could learn some stuff from him. We thinking like, don't talk to me, old drunk man, like, da, 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 but. No, I was the one that, all the things was my friends, girl, all the okay, drunk, all of them. They know me to this day. They be like, what's up, Jazz? I'm like, what's up? How you doing? <laughs> I ain't seen you in a minute. Thought Jazz OD. It's like, damn. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I keep it funky with what? Okay. They be some of the smartest ones, though. Yeah, a lady man. Told me, a lady told me the other day, I wasn't looking like I wasn't looking like myself. And she said, baby, hold your head up. She said, um, mm. it's cold out here, but sometimes it's colder in the house. Ooh. And I was, I looked at her Ooh. and I said, oh, you know what? You're right. Sheesh. Because right. I understood it. You know, she was like, yeah. I'm pages. She was like, I'm skipping pages, but you know what I mean. And I did know what she meant. You're right. And they always, like, a late, one lady told me, um, she used to steal, her name was Skinny, and she told me, she said, an unmade bed is an unmade day. When you first get up out your bed, you make your bed. She said, then that gives you time to think about your day, to plan, mm. to move around a little bit. And, like, these was things. Okay. These was junkies. Like, get high, shoot up, all that. Like, I had, you know, like, I've been in, I was in, you know, my little stage where I had them around me and honestly a lot of them came from good households mm-hmm, it was mm-hmm. just life that drove them there like mm-hmm. nobody wakes up when they're a child and say right oh one day i i i don't want to be a fire uh you know a fireman i want to be a crackhead right, right, you know, right. that's not what you wake up and say that's true you know it's life that goes into that but that don't mean that they ain't a person at the end of the day and that mm-hmm. they don't they don't have just as much knowledge as our parents might have or more mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a very good point. Very, very good point. Um, that it unfortunately it took some for some of us, some of us it took for us to have our own experiences to realize that. You know what I mean? Like not to be able to see that then. And I know we first of all, we shouldn't have been able to, you know, relate back when maybe we walk home from school, maybe middle school, high school, whatever. But um it, it, some of us were able to relate to that, but we just weren't at the place. Because it's still, even though it was a lack of maturity level or lack of maturity, um, but there was also, it's still the environment in which, you know, just as far as our society that we we operate in and are functioning within that does not, uh, I don't know, encourage or empower us to you know, take heed to you know, what's helpful to us. Instead, it's a, you know, we know a society that's built on us being overworked, unhappy, like, Americans are some of the most unhappy, literally some of the, I don't forget where we fall on that list, but we're some of the most unhappy people in the world. People are number one. And the sad, the crazy, that's what really surprised me. Now, this is a little while ago when I checked it, but um, 
that that list we were I don't I can't even remember I don't even want to give a number but it surprised me that we weren't number one because I would definitely think so like I didn't care what I having an idea of kind of some things that are going on around the world I still felt like <laughs> we should rank at number one because yeah what, when I went to Jamaica like when I really got to meet my family and you know enjoy their company they were some of the most loving people and they said don't go to Kingston don't go to Kingston girl I was sitting in the middle of Kingston drunk as hell and had a ball. And had a ball. Same with Trinidad. When I went to Trinidad, I went in the slums, like in the slums where it was not no houses. I'm talking about like ten houses. Like, mind you, I was already saying this, you It wasn't that much, <laughs> but <laughs> it wasn't that far from it. You right. know? But I met some good people, and I can honestly say their slums. Like, if you can live in that and still find happiness, mm-hmm. you can't live in America and find happiness, mm-hmm. I'm wrong. And, and that's exactly what I mean by the environment and the, I don't, I'm not even going to say a society, I think that's a better word, environment in which we create. That, that clearly that from their, you know, their slums, that they're able to still create a, you know, a good space. And sure, things happen. So that's why it's an environment that's created, but you know, they, we could still hear, you know, unfortunately, we know that it could be the happiest neighborhood in the city, but somehow somebody just got shot, you know, up, up at the top of the block. Like it just, <laughs> but it's still an environment that's created. And then we hope that that's why I'm glad that it's now caught wind, um, and, or I guess caught fire rather of like it's spreading of how people talk about and are more aware of our energy that we, you know, put off our auras, you know what I mean? Of just our surroundings, because a lot of us are walking around blindly. We're walking around lost um, and just un- unloved, right? So from what we've experienced, but even unloved as far as ourselves. And so when I think of loving, before I even ask that, in, in your opinion, what what does loving yourself, knowing the experiences that you have, um, you know, experiences that you even most recently have dealt with or even past experiences, what does loving yourself and trying to um, really take advantage of a healing process and a healing journey, what does that mean for you of loving yourself? Like with certain things? Uh, that's powerful. <laughs> <laughs> loving, yourself. <laughs> loving yourself to me is just always being true to who you are, regardless mm-hmm. of how much help you need, what situation you're in, you know, like, me, I was always never, I never was a person to reach out to people. Okay. I don't reach out. You know, like, so loving yourself, to me, not having to reach out, but being able to reach out. Ooh. Like, you know, when you can define yourself, like, okay, here, it's a problem. This is the problem. I need to reach out to somebody. Like, when I was experiencing my situation and I reached out to you mm-hmm. because my family just didn't understand what was going on. Mm-hmm. You know, like, well, not my family, my mother. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> understand what was going on. You mm-hmm. know, like, loving yourself is just having that talk with yourself. Having that talk with yourself to say, okay, this is what's wrong. This is what's going on. You know you're not crazy with this. This is not what, what it is. But, okay. Um, loving yourself is cleanliness. Cleanliness is next to coffee. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of guard up in this house, but I yeah. ain't talk about how clean it is. <laughs> but I like self care, though. I got gotcha. you. No, know, I almost hope I didn't even in mind because 
and just being able to pour exactly. yourself out because we all get down in, in those dumps. We mm-hmm. all get to that point in life where we feel like, all right, I'm just down right now mm-hmm. and I can't pour myself out. When you get to that point, finding a way out. Mm. That's loving yourself. Like you gotta love yourself to say enough to say, okay, I got my makeup on, but what's wrong? Mm. Like, you know, I got my mask on, mm-hmm. but what's wrong behind this mask? Mm-hmm. That's good. You know, like it's it's just as simple as that, like being honest with yourself. Really being honest with yourself. That's the the most self-love I can appreciate about myself that I wasn't always honest with myself. Hold on. I wasn't. <laughs> but that's all right. So, yeah, getting to that point where you like, all right, fuck it. <laughs> this was wrong. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, I had to carry this is what's wrong. Like, right. And then like, you know, reaching out to somebody like, look, this is what's going on. This is what ain't going on. Look. Mm-hmm. Help me out. Mm-hmm. You know. That's real good. That's really, really good. And I'm glad definitely glad you said the piece of, first of all, from self-talks, I've never discouraged that. Like, I don't, I don't care what nobody say. And remember, remember that when we were younger, and I really can't even put an age on it now, but I just remember when we were younger, it was just the, you know, the, the regular thing to talk about, like, oh my God, especially if we caught, you know, one of our classmates or with somebody, you know, in the neighborhood or somebody talking to themselves, like, it was a big thing to make fun of. Now it's like, no, nah, baby. I get it. <laughs> like, yeah. Look, look, you can talk to yourself. Just don't answer yourself. That's what it's something wrong. Now, like, here's the thing. Yourself. Let me give you all a little trick. When people say that, listen, what you do is you answer yourself on the inside. Okay, on the inside. But when you like, you welcome. Yeah, girl, you went to the store. Remember you made that right? <laughs> By the chips. <laughs> like, you know, you can't answer yourself. Now, hold me. on. Now, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and leave that right there, but I'm gonna go ahead and still put myself out there. <laughs> I have got to hear me in the mar- it's the market for me. Like it is like it's good, it's just so normal though. So I know I don't only do it in the market, but baby, when somebody catch with and either they be like, huh? Or some people, like, oh no, I'm sorry. Or now I'm just you stuff like, oh, don't worry about me. I'm just I'm just over here, just just figuring it out. Like <laughs> just like mm-hmm. yes, I did. I do I need margarine? I let me get the whatever. Okay. But um <clears throat> So with you, I love that you mentioned the, you know, the piece about, like I said, of self-talks, but then toward the end, you mentioned of like reaching out to people that is, it's, it's both. I don't, I think we have to get away from feeling like we have to choose one or the other. I'm, I'm, I've always found myself being like the, the both kind of person. So even perfect timing that, um, Jacinda commented that, uh, where is it? Okay. That, um, most people, uh, but most people now can't because even before our generation, it wasn't normal to get help or therapy to bring the issues out. But what is normal? This is the thing. That's the, mm-hmm. that's what, when we all got to like wake up and, and how many of us is just alike? Nobody. What is normal? Right. I mean, yeah. To me, a normal is a person that's not crazy enough to kill somebody or do something weird to like a child. Like okay, you no, know, okay, like, I can respect but, it. I can, I can roll with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you are, if you are your authentic self, then you're normal. So you know, mm-hmm. like they, and that even got to play a part in, you know, mental health. What right. is normal? There is no normal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. People are just who they are. That's it. 
And if, if, if that piece could catch wind, if that piece, and I think, so then it's, it's because of that, because you know how, mm, I'm trying to think back when you mentioned, I think it was when. That was not in my teeth. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Listen, you are allowed to be yourself here. I have yeah. a lot of facial, because you know how you were talking about like hygiene. You were talking about yourself. So given I'm about to have, go hop in the shower after this and all. But I was like, you know what? I don't want my own picture to start itching. So I'm going to go <laughs> Because if it started itching, I promise y'all I would have scratched it. I don't care. Y'all my hair was itching my back and I started scratching it, girl. <laughs> like, I'm just going to be me here. I don't know how else to be, y'all. I, yeah. Oh, but um, but that's the that's the point. That is so the beauty in it that I think it's when you made the point of, um, I can't remember now, but I remember what I'm trying to get at, which is that you, you mentioned about like people like, when, oh, of letting go. That's what it is. You were making a point of like letting go. And you were saying like, you just know yourself. Um, and we were talking about like self-love and all that. Right. Um, and so in order to do that though, that's the, that is the work that you have to put in is to find self. And so how to do that is allowing yourself to be who you are. And when something doesn't feel like it, just feel like it doesn't fit because you can't, Sometimes you can't put words to it, but the words that you try to put to it is when you reach out to somebody else. So y'all know I'm going to always advocate and push for therapy and counseling um, because not only, you know, should you talk to someone that you trust with your life, right? I think that's where the betrayal and the judgment calls um, come into place where we feel we've betrayed ourselves. Y'all know I've said that before where if we feel like a friend or somebody has betrayed us, it's really the idea that we betrayed ourselves because we put the trust in that person more from them than they were probably capable of. And so when we let go of that, so there's where that comes into play of choosing to be like, just let go of that. Like, let, okay, I made a mistake, my bad. But when you get to that place and you know, it either it's a relative family member, someone you're dating, whomever, uh, I don't know, someone in your church, just anyone, right. That you absolutely know that you can trust with your life. Then you're able to really pour your stuff out on, um, and, but that's not the only person you should be pouring your stuff out to. I will always, like I said, push for therapy because as you're talking things through with someone that is, you know, educated and trained um, and schooled in the way of being able to help you work that stuff out because you're not, it's not for you to go to tell that person. That person isn't really the, the thing that matters. It still matters to go to someone that's a professional um, because they know how to at least allow you to have that space. But then, <clears throat> to keep it structured because, you know, if it's a 45 minute session, that's what it's going to be. Even if you are pouring your life out, right. It's still important that you learn. Right. So one prime example of how therapy speaks over anything else of anytime you're speaking to someone else about your stuff is that if it's a, a scheduled meeting that teaches you to be able to get your stuff out and it's still in a, in a scheduled and structured amount of time to where you feel like you fulfilled your space of needing to vent and needing to get out and you've talked some stuff through they know usually how to you know the type of questions to ask or if it is just a just cry this whole 45 minutes okay but then they know it's a it's a regimen like it's the fact that they know that it's a schedule it's kind of like a mental health curriculum in, in, in a certain way right and so it's so important to do that in order to be able to get to that place of where you're able to figure out who you are because if you have a good therapist, they'll tell you, like, just like I know my therapist, one of my favorite ones, <clears throat> I used to always say, like, thank you so much. You got me here. She's like, girl, you did it. Like, you did that. And so when they're encouraging you and reinforcing the fact that you have done this work because it takes work, then that's a 
therapist, right? Because you get to shop around until you get to the person where you are most comfortable with, you know, doing the work, you know, that's going to help you with that. But it, it is still work to do. Um, and so it's important. I know, like, like I said, with Jacinda saying that we have to, uh, uh, you know, it was, it might not have been normal beforehand. So it wasn't normalized to seek therapy uh, to bring these issues out. It's make it sometimes it's making certain decisions to do just that, to, to get it on. Like, listen, let me just go to therapy. People keep talking about it. Let me just try it. That, that's all I say. It's a, in my experience, I need a couple. It's okay. Go ahead. In my experience, I had some crazy therapists. Okay. Now I believe that. I, <laughs> I, I truly believe it. Yeah. I had a therapist our first session pull out, so, went into her computer and showed me these children in college getting killed by killbots or uh, something like that. And I was like, why well, the fuck would you show a mental health patient Something like these drones, these drones, okay. like, like they had some drones coming to school and like, they was like targeting some children or something like okay. that. And I just looked at her like, you're the one with the mental health issue. Like, why would you show somebody that? And I was like, <laughs> and she was like, I think the government did it. And oh, looking at her like, what? Okay. And get, mm, see, and look, look at me always saying the good in people because where I was taking it, <clears throat> is that I was thinking it was like for her a test of to see maybe what like to see if maybe whatever y'all might have talked about whatever she might have thought could have possibly been a trigger for you so maybe she wanted to see what your reaction to it would be so like, my like, reaction was I wanted another therapist <laughs> 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 then I had another therapist laugh at me I had another therapist laugh and we were like in the middle of talking about something she laughed and I'm just like okay <laughs> I'm switching, like, and if we was talking about something serious. I bet. Was, wow. I'm so sorry. I always take the time, because it definitely baffles my mind that I've had, you know, not so good experiences with, you know, therapists. I, I really always take the time out not being a therapist myself, but the fact that I guess that I always advocate on behalf of it and, and encourage people to seek therapy, that I always take the time out to be like, so to you, I so apologize. For the experiences that you've had, but you know, it's Girl, apologize for them. They need therapists. <laughs> <laughs> they do because I have. A, and look, look at my ignorance. See, I used to be the person joking about like you know, like think, talking about like psychiatrists and psychologists. Like you know, they, they're the ones. I guess more so like psychiatrists. See, not even knowing back then, definitely not knowing the difference then, but feeling like you know, oh, they must be taking the medicine or this. And like I've said some stupid things in the past not knowing and then I go I guess God was like watch watch okay go and keep making them jokes I got you right so um but just I, I just feel really bad like I can't put it the other way I feel really bad to hear when people are like eh. but I always say try to find one it, it helps you to I think everything is character building so even when you're sitting through different, you know, sessions, because some people say that they hate their therapist and it's because they're making them do the work, you know, that's necessary for their healing. Right. So I try to encourage people not necessarily to jump. Now, when you know for sure that it's not a good fit, then OK. Right. But it is definitely the point of, is to keep pushing and keep going to seek therapy, you know, even if it's from, you know, other therapists, but or with other therapists. But it's um. It's unfortunate when I hear of like not so good experiences because it's like, ah, that's the last thing we need to do is to discourage people 
from seeking therapy. Like that's just not that, especially not now. But I mean, you know, we know that the enemy he gonna he gonna do it all. He gonna work every way, which way he can, and try to get in there. You know, to be like, oh shoot, people picking up on the fact that they need therapy these days. So let me get into them too. I used to leave it. He probably used to leave the therapist alone, especially because black people weren't seeking therapy. And now that we are, it's like, oh, let, let, let me let me weasel my way on up in here too. Let me make the receptionist be mean and nasty one day, so that way, even though you're on the on the verge of breaking today, you gonna cuss us out and and decide not to go to therapy. All right, cool. I won that day. You know what I mean? So I think it's like it's just a matter of that when you were talking earlier about that drive of to keep pressing forward because of the experiences that we've had, not to allow them, one, I guess, to acknowledge that they can make us stop and they can halt us in our own healing processes and um, processes and like our healing journeys, but not to allow that to happen, to use our own experiences to, um, you know, to help drive us to the healing, toward the healing that we so desperately need. Um, and that we want. Once we get to the place that you know you want healing, like man, this is this gotta get better. This gotta be better, right? Knowing that you have to um, do those, and uh, I do, but break the generational curses and, and things of that nature, and and embark on that work, man. It it takes it takes it. Side note, talk about mental illness. Side note, why when we was talking about corn, I just saw this comment from my dad. They say you can see corn in your poop. See what I mean? People just <laughs> ghetto. <laughs> but speaking of mental illness, like I was recently dealing with somebody with a mental illness, and I did not know mm-hmm. until that person got locked up that they had a mental illness. Wow. Okay. And it was scary because I didn't know like exactly what schizophrenia was or whatever. Okay. And then, like, when I got locked, when he got, I said, when I got locked, like, when he got locked, okay. back, <laughs> I just want to say, no, you ain't tell me that. Yes, plus nine. But um, <laughs> when he got locked up, and like, I was trying to like help him, and his lawyer told me what he was locked up for. I was like, oh my god, like this is the type of person I was dealing with. Mm, wow. And they, and that scared me even more. I was like. Mm-hmm. It, like when I say it scared me so bad, like this, like you'd be surprised, like when a person not taking their medicine and all of that, like what type of person, um, like with me, like it was certain things he said that scared me and stuff like that, and I was asking him like, you know, like why do you hate me and all that, and I got, I guess. It was like his mental illness. I don't know. Right, right. You never know. <laughs> right. In in situations like that, I bet that you just like I. And so that was just, that was, I guess, you remember Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde? Is that right? Yeah. I, think that I didn't realize how toxic the relationship was. Mm. I didn't realize, like, you know, how bad the relationship was. And I, I didn't realize that it was so toxic because all that time I never knew he had a mental illness. Mm-hmm. And when I did realize that he had a mental illness, and, um, he well, he finally told me. He finally told me. I was on a phone call with him, and he told me he he is schizophrenic and everything made sense hmm. everything made sense then so you know my job just had my own mental issues or whatever mm-hmm. my own little but like when he started telling me I, I asked the doctor while I was in the hospital <laughs> okay right you go like, why are we here let me ask about my mama my auntie no. but I did though I did no really you should really don't so I I asked him like, "What is schizophrenia?" And like, that's a person that hears voices. And I'm like, "What?" 
like, it didn't even like, you know, <laughs> like I, I could have looked it up online, but I, like I said, I didn't know. Right. What, and I like, I like really, but I, I did text him and I said, you know, um, well, now I understand what schizophrenia is. It's going to be, I, I got away from him. <laughs> okay. but I did text him like, you know, like, it's going to be okay. Like, I understand. Like, you didn't mean the things you said to me. You just wasn't taking your medicine. Mm. And then I, I should have known because he kept going to jail. And I was just like, but I was afraid of this person. I was afraid. Mm. Like, wow. Mm-hmm. So not only was the relationship toxic because I was afraid, but I'm free from the relationship. Yeah, on period. Not only was it toxic because I, I was afraid of that person, it was mm-hmm. toxic because like he wasn't even doing self-care. Mm-hmm. He wasn't taking the necessary steps that he needed mm-hmm. to get out of his situation, taking his medicine, really going to his therapist, I guess, or his psychiatrist. Okay. I, but this, like, but that can put Mm-hmm. that can put a lot of mental stress on you as well absolutely absolutely yeah because i thought that this person was gonna kill you because i didn't want to be with him like mm-hmm. i was running around like oh my god there's people around trying to chase me and kill me because this man no i don't want to be with him and that wasn't the case he was just trying to scare me the whole time wow yeah yeah man that's um that's deep because <clears throat> I always think of it as, and I know, I, I don't know, just for some people and just some conversations that I've had that I don't think, and I not even conversations really, I mean that too, but really of just what you observe of maybe of like, even like how people now, like our generation, how we're raising our children and all that, to me, all of that is connected. So I feel like whatever we've experienced in the past, if you do not do the necessary you know, work that it take that that it entails to to reach a place of healing. Um, that we know it's a continuous journey. That it can come back to you. And I know that was my experience. Like, I literally said, like, from the toxicity that I you know experienced from my own like family of growing up, that I saw it in relationships and like where that how that correlates. And you know, and so it wasn't until after I experienced that, like, so both of those two pillars of experiences, right, of toxicity and, and narcissism and all of that, that then I learned to be like, let me, um, let me work, let me figure this out, because I don't know, Mm-mm, I don't like this, right, so I, that's why to me it's so important of, like, even how we choose to, again, how earlier you mentioned that even what you dealt with, like, growing up, um, that you made the decision to be like, yeah, I'm not going to do this, like, to, 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 you know, when I become a mother, right, and then it's just about like I think it's what we do, what we're into. I, I, I really, it's so much harder with relationships mm-hmm. that bring that curse. Okay, like, like I, you know, I went in from relationship to crazy person to crazy person to cra- I don't know if like what I was attracted, mm-hmm. or maybe it was the areas I was hanging in. I don't know, but <laughs> and sometimes it's a lot of different factors though. So okay, yeah, like I don't know. <laughs> Or maybe because my mother was crazy, I just always understood. I don't know if I understood crazy what. I'm telling you, because we we put that on. It's like we wore that because you don't know. So that's the difference of when the toxic, I guess, yeah, the toxicity comes from, you know, your parents, either, you know, both or one or the other or whatever, that 
you you wear that because you're the you know you're on receiving and you're the child right so it's, you know put it stay in the child's place and this and that and that and yet you know we stay there until we realize that I need to take this cloak off like I have to take this coat off because I'm attract this cloak that has been put on me is magnetic and so I'm attracting what I received already and that's all I know to keep receiving until I realize like wait a minute. I don't like this no more. I know what like was the point when you was like, okay, it's time to just cut everybody off. Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> and this I'm gonna give at least the last couple of minutes before we get out of here. But um I I have to, I would really have to think of the when. Um, but I know, like I said, it had been after just dealing with truthfully, just with a lot of turmoil between my mother and I. Then I learned after a while, it was like turmoil between my father and I. And then it was like certain scenarios. And I can definitely go into like my story. I know now because of the time I'll have to go into this on another episode. But of like different experiences that I even had with like my siblings. And like I said, it was all around the time as I dated who was now, who was my child's father. But I dated him for quite some years. And it was like back in our like teenage years, uh, up until our early adult years. And that was horrific. Like horrific you know what i mean like horrible and my drug <laughs> and, and see that that's a, yeah. so that and i've heard i have heard that before right i've heard somebody else say that um and it's just once i realized that oh this came from you know there and here like they don't you know that doesn't relate and still like i still feel low you know, in both scenarios, like, no, something, ain't right. And really, when it really came all together and in the last couple minutes, like I said, last two minutes that we had, um, <laughs> it was the first time that I um, went through, went to counseling as an adult. And when she said to me, like, I ran down, just she started asking stuff. I was there because of issues with, that I had with him, right, when I finally left him. But then we started getting into, like, family stuff. And I'm like, girl, what is this talking about? Like, so I encourage people, like, stick to it. Sometimes I'll ask you stuff that you don't think, you know, goes with it, right? But then um, when she asked that, she, when she literally said, she said, that's not normal. Just to hear those words, I was like, what? It's not normal, girl. You ain't, did, your mom ain't, you know you're lying. For real? Like, just me? It was like that. That's when it, it hit for me. Um, and so, so my mother just said, thanks so funny. Um, she said, we call us messing with you. Don't be mad. I'm not mad at you, mommy, daddy. I'm not. I promise. <laughs> Y'all are okay. We're making you little jokes. I promise. It's. It's okay. I'm not mad. You have to explain yourself sometimes. But um, we have one minute before we get out of here. Jay, any last uh, statements or comments or feelings just from our conversation tonight? I would just tell everybody, because uh, this is like from past experiences. Be careful who you date. Be careful yeah. who you date. Because all my stuff, stem, all my recent stuff, stem from dating the wrong person that's good oh see with that being said that just means right if i hope i'm not by myself but whether if i am or not y'all we're going to bring her back we're going to have to continue this conversation on another day okay because i hate you so as always i always have to tell my guests i acknowledge you i love you you know from a deeper place than any place because I literally know you all my life but i acknowledge your experience i appreciate the fact that you took the time and did the work to heal i love you um and Everybody else, y'all already know what's up. Continue to embrace the mix that you are. Be the mix that you are. And until next time, love you. Peace.